The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Before any of that, though, we're going to kick things off as we do every day with our afternoon update, catching you up on everything that has happened today, the stories that matter most. And joining me for the afternoon update today is Ellen Butler, our own reporter here in News Talk, and Mary McCarthy, columnist with the Irish Independent. You're both very welcome. Thanks a million for coming to the studio. You're surviving the cold weather. It's very cold, isn't it? Uh, Are you someone now, Mary, who would be excited at the prospect of snow or just a pain in the backside? Not not excited. Oh, really? No, no, I have to say I pinched my daughter's Ugg boots this morning. I was freezing, dropping the kids to school and that did go through my head. I was... I just don't think I could take a day off now at the moment. Another big freeze, no? I just don't think so. I mean, do you know what? If it happened on a Saturday... I could definitely get behind it. I'd be thrilled. We're not able for it though. The whole country goes into standstill. It goes if into standstill. Uh, any snow the bread sells all. out. Yeah, yeah. You panic. The greatest scam I ever pulled was when I was a reporter in the station during a bad, bad couple of days of snow. And somehow I convinced them that it would be worth News Talk's while to allow me to report on the state of the snow in Kilkenny for about four days in a row. Nice. Like I walked out my front door and told Pat Kenny every morning that yeah, I know there's still snow on the ground there, Pat. Yeah. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Pat. Hanging out the anyway. window so you get the ambience. That was an awful know, scam. Anyway, um, listen, I, I suspect we might be talking about snow if indeed it does fall because Ellen is right, the country does grind to a, a shuddering halt. Um, in the meantime, uh, the other thing that we are certainly going to be talking about uh, today. We have been talking about it over the last few days. We will continue to be talking about it. Uh, I I hate to uh, say over the next year, certainly right through the uh, elections, local and European and possibly general election as well, and it is immigration. So back on the agenda in a big way, uh, the protests continuing in Ross Grey. So Ellen, talk us through what's happened in Mayo with the County Council there. Yeah, some people might have heard this uh, um, story emerging across the afternoon. Basically, Mayo County Council has unanimously passed a motion calling on the local authority staff to stop cooperating with the Department of Integration. Now you might be wondering, is that even possible? It's a non-binding motion basically. It was passed last night. It relates to the housing of asylum seekers in the county and councillors say they basically want an agreed strategy put in place before anyone arrives in mm. the county. Now Mayo has one of the highest proportions of of um, of uh, asylum seekers in the country. Yeah, in fairness, I think they're the second highest after Donegal, after Donegal. Kind of per head of population. Yeah, yeah. So um, I suppose they're watching you know, scenes play out in Ross Grey and wherever else and they seem to think this is a way of preempting I suppose, protests and, and issues amongst the public. It's, it does strike me, Mary, like on, on, on one hand, one of the most constant criticisms of the government and their approach is their lack of communication and engagement with the local community. Yeah. I'm just not sure how helpful a kind of a decision we're not going to engage either no, is. But, but you, you can't uh, but it's an expression of frustration, I guess. It's is an it? expression of frustration and it's OK now to say, you're frustrated. We are frustrated because we don't have the services. That it's kind of okay to come out and say that. Now, the Indo had figures. Uh, I think it was on Sunday, and yeah. So Mayo, the second one of the one of the highest, and it was. I couldn't believe it. I actually thought they'd made a mistake. It was nine hundred and twelve per hundred thousand of the population. So that's nearly one in ten international protection people coming in. Like that's a lot, right? So there was a lady on Midwest Radio, I think it was, speaking, and she. Today, she works with um, children with autism and she was saying the services are so stretched that they don't have nearly enough, like they're so underserviced in Mayo at the moment. And listening to her, I mean, it is, it's difficult not to kind of 
feel sympathy as in if they don't have essential services already. But then, I mean, it's, there's a wider conversation, Karen. I think that we're not having and that is the visas, like the people who are coming in to do essential work in the country, like we, we are giving out an unprecedented amount of visas. And, you know, refugees, like they're quite a small number is really compared mm. to the visas. So I think we're going to have to have a conversation about managed migration. And, you know, like this is just a symptom of people. They, they just feel they're, they're at the end of their rope, really, you know. Uh, the, it, it's interesting. I was listening to Henry was reporting this morning, Ellen, from... Ross Gray on the Pat Kenny show, and and he was speaking to people who were on the uh, the the front line of this, people protesting. I just thought it was interesting to get the insights because you got a sense of that of the legitimate concerns. Sometimes when we say legitimate concerns, it's almost meant in a disparaging way, yeah. and, and I don't mean it that way because one gentleman, like he talked about, uh, kind of neglecting the town and industry closing down, and there being. Yeah, kind of a lack of opportunity for young people. He talked about Racket Hall as well as a hotel where there had been events planned that have now been cancelled. And I think an appearance by Pat Short in a few weeks' time mm. oh, well that now can't, can't go yeah. ahead. But, you know, so you got a real sense of why he'd be frustrated. And then in the next breath, you know, he went on to say, and I'm not having a go at him because he's just repeating, I guess, what's swirling around out there and it's said so often but he talked about the fact that you know he's not racist there's loads of Brazilians in the town they're brilliant because they're working but it's all these migrants who come in and they don't work yeah. that's the problem we have and that like whatever about your opinions and your views and how you feel it's just like as a statement of fact we don't have a problem in this country with migrants coming in and sitting around their backside Yeah I'm struck by and Mary you raised as well like that woman speaking on the radio like these problems existed before anyone a long arrived, time. you know, yeah. so it's not yeah. the arrival of asylum seekers that I suppose is at the heart of, of everyone's problems. Ross Gray is like so many other yeah. kind of towns around the, the country. I'm from one myself that is just the life's gone out of it. Yeah. So there are others who would say that bringing people in actually helps revive mm. a locality like that. But yeah. like this using of, of, you know, hotels and an existing functional hotel to house uh, asylum seekers. It doesn't seem like a sustainable I mean, it's real life, right? Like you have a baptism planned for two weeks. Like that's real life. And, you know, when that gets upset, like that's important to people. Like you can kind of understand. Like it it does seem, yeah, Pat Short turning up for a night out. Like that's one thing. But it is something, you know, you can't really belittle people. It's their lives. Um, like there's a there's a scrambling around that happens behind the scenes in the Department of Integration, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find accommodation and, and yeah. w- when it's offered, they take it. You, you would wonder is one of the lessons from this that they need to step back and, and decide whether it's right to take certain properties. You know, like, again, yeah. those protests in, in in Erlingford, in Kilkenny, um, not too long ago as well. But but they weren't to do with kind of the only hotel. It was a disused yes, kind yeah. of building. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the kind of the concerns rang a little more hollow in, in that situation. Whereas in Ross Gray, it is the only hotel left. So, so you can understand maybe the first time. I just wonder, will one of the consequences be, they say, let's not just immediately say yeah. yes. Let's decide if actually the, the blowback will not be worth it in some cases. We need cases. to be more selective. Like yeah. the, the Ballsbridge Nursing Home, for instance, that's a kilometre around the corner from me. We don't mind. We're actually quite happy in our area. It's been used. It's such a waste that it's been lying there. Mm. So, you know, that's I, yeah. I ran past there earlier and they're putting up uh, football posts in the garden and I was thinking, great, like that garden's been empty for how many years? But that it's not a hotel that I'm having my, you know, 
birth, 50th birthday party in next Friday. I'm going to you watch know, Pat Short in. Art, Pat Short, you know, exactly. So Let's get great plugs here. It's too. different he thing, is, you know? yeah. I know, he'll be delighted, <laughs> absolutely delighted. Uh, it's, we're, we're, we've been talking about it for the last few days. We're going to be talking about it a little bit later. We're going to speak to one of those councillors in Mayo um, who has voted uh, to... Uh, reject any communication uh, or engagement with the Department of Integration for the time being. We'll try and find out exactly why or what they're hoping to achieve uh, with that. So that's coming up after five o'clock. Um, we're all aboard the Trump train. I mean, this is all gr- great news, wall to wall great news. Uh, so um, a resounding victory for Donald Trump in the Iowa caucus, Ellen. Much better than he was hoping, or slightly, certainly slightly better. Slightly better. I think he was coming, uh, hoping to come out with half support at the Iowa caucus, and I think it was 51% in the end. Okay. So we hear about this Iowa caucus every couple of years, it crops up. I'm not going to attempt to explain the US electoral system, but basically this is the first step in the road in selecting the Republican candidate. So um, Trump last night received 21 delegate votes, basically. Uh, so it was more than half. Second place was Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He got nine. And then former US Ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, on eight. So, um, yeah, a fantastic night for Trump. Uh, I know he was hoping to, to do well, but I think that's more than anyone was expecting, you know. So he's really taken his first step back towards returning to the White House. I was just the perceived wisdom as well seems to be, uh, Mary, that because Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley were close, neither of them will pull out. And this actually suits Trump as well, that the two of them just kind of stay at each other's throats in the background. They will row in behind him. I mean, yeah. it's over for them, right? And they just haven't realised it yet or they they don't want to realise it, but it is over for him. I think this, I think that result, it's a, it's a real, it's a show of a real hardening around the idea that he's been unfairly, mm. you know, he's been treated, he's been unfairly prosecuted. And I think there was a poll there in Iowa and actually on Iowa Republicans and they were saying that we prefer him because of his, uh, the like the charges against him and that if he's, if he's convicted, we'll still support him. So that, to me, that's, quite a scary isn't it it's it's mm. it's tribalism made manifest it, it doesn't matter what he's done what actually matters is he's our guy he's our guy he's confident like i listened to some of his speech i wanted to believe him he was talking about the death and destruction in our world it's you know it's in such a we're in trouble our world's in trouble we need to come together and solve this you feel yourself going oh yes like you know you want to believe him he speaks with such confidence right there's high inflation they, people want lower gas prices. They're concerned about rising illegal immigration. He, they've forgotten how bad he is as well, you know. Mm, and yeah. and they, you know, he is a very. You say what you want about Trump, but he believes his own Kool Aid. You know, he mm. he definitely speaks with conviction. There's and a lot to be said, yeah, for the fade factor. For the fade factor. Yeah, because like when he left office, he had just said, you know, all that about injecting bleach into your veins, <laughs> you know, with yeah. COVID and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of his more outrageous you things say to things say. With confidence, people believe you. Say things with confidence. And I think, I think women like that, right? College educated women are, do. if he wins the US presidential election later in the year, it's college educated women who will yeah. vote for him. Not now those with masters. It's higher. They go for Nikki apparently. Oh, They're sorry. Nikki, okay. right. But how many people so have masters? it's all those undergrads. It's all those <laughs> undergrads. I mean, that doesn't what mean do anything know? these days. What do they know? But it is. Like, I was trying to think, why would, why are these college women voting for him? And I think it's attractive that you, you want someone to come in, sweep up. And he's also, he projects this whole, I am an outsider. And I think people are, they're sick of insiders or this perception that the insiders have you know, all the wealth and they've got mm. an easy life and they just, they're, they're sick of it. And it's, that's what's happening in France with Mary Le Pen, mm. Hungary and Italy. Far right is already in there. You know, like 
And also the other side, the Democrats, like all they've yeah. produced is Biden. Biden. There isn't really a, any other runner there. To, not, uh, yeah, not a, and not he exactly is running inspiring. on anti-Trump. You know, that's, you know. His, that's his ticket. His ticket is let's go against Trump. And then that's only going to provoke the people who want to, yeah. are thinking maybe I will vote for Trump even more because he doesn't really have anything else. His track re- record is not... He doesn't really have anything to sing about, really. The best business lesson I ever received, and it's a lesson for politics as well, and you touched on it there about the confidence he says things with, was I worked in Maxall Mace in the Glasheen Road in Cork when yeah. I was in college. Glamorous. And <laughs> my first day there, uh, when the lad's working with me, he says, if I hold up some product, if I'm at one till and you're at another, and it doesn't ring through for some reason in the barcode, and I ask you what the price of it is, point at me and say whatever number comes into yeah. your head and say it with confidence and the person standing there, they might not necessarily buy it, it might still be too much, but they'll believe that's the price. Yeah. They will not question it. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Say whatever you want. That Kit Kat, fiver. Oh yeah. Uh, the Kit Kat's yeah. fiver. 99 pint of milk. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. that was the uh, life lessons in uh, Maxwell Mace on Glasheen Road. Um, uh, that is a story as well we'll be continuing to cover uh, on this show. Uh, the number 13 bus, we're going to be talking about this later. Um, so Ellen, uh, Dublin bus drivers um, are refusing to drive through parts of Clondalk. And this has happened on other routes before. It happened in Tala, mm-hmm. I think, a few years ago. People might remember as well. They refused to drive through uh, certain parts of it, all to do with antisocial behaviour yep. uh, on the bus. Absolutely. So for those who aren't familiar, the 13 route goes from Harrystown in North Dublin to Grange Castle, kind of around Clondalkin. And basically the drivers are want to suspend the evening services through a certain estate in Clondalkin, Banog, um, after six o'clock in the evening, starting from this Thursday, because of antisocial behaviour, they're going to reroute, basically. They're saying that stones and bottles have been thrown at the buses, they've been verbally abused, all this kind of stuff. Um, basically, a small minority of people now have caused this for the, the whole community that uses the 13 bus. Um, the, the discussion and debate around transport police, Mary, is kind of a hardy perennial. I'm not sure if this is a transport policing issue. This is just a kind of an antisocial behaviour issue, isn't it? That's not even antisocial. Throwing rocks through a window of a bus is actually not antisocial. It's criminal. It's criminal. But, you know, this is not a solution. We can't do that. You can't actually stop the bus route. It's not a solution. What's next? The bin men decide they're not going to go there either. You know, we just need to get more robust in how we push out antisocial behaviour. We've got to understand why is this happening? Like, why is this happening? Like, we don't seem to have a common kind of solution. Like, a custodial sentence is, okay, even if our jails weren't overcrowded, like, that is not the solution. We need to find why are these, and it's a small number of gangs. What is, like, you know, in Wales they gave... um, there was a similar thing happening and they gave all these problem kids gym membership. And I really think, look... Mm. I mean, I know, like, like saying, OK, you can all join Westwood yeah. for free. That's not going to solve it in the morning. But th- we just need to really get behind why is this, why is there yeah, being I'm, a rise I'm, of antisocial behaviour? I'll, I'll be accused of kind of being some sort of um, kind of uh, pinko snowflake or something. But it, like th- there is a common thread to the areas this happens in. Yes. It's, it's all areas of social deprivation. Yeah, and the solution, course. as you say, can't be further deprivation no, because that's be. what denying them public transport is. It's not is. working, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, Exactly. Let, let's let's reduce the level. You feel you've got a paucity of services in this area. Yeah. Let's reduce them further. So you're punishing the good with the bad, right? I can understand why the bus drivers are saying, oh, I'm, listen, I'm, I not, totally I'm not driving understand. through there anymore. Oh no, and like yeah. maybe the solution is to like to bung on the guardie with them after yeah. six because it's after six that they're, they're going to do it until six and then after six they're saying they're not going to do it. So maybe that you could have a police, you know, Police Someone woman or policeman sitting there. I don't know. I mean, that's not a like sustainable say, it's solution. It's something that happens on repeatedly on various routes. Like it's not a, a standalone issue. 
So you do need to look at the, the root cause. You do, unless you want to get the police to start driving the buses. You know, there's yeah. another idea. But I don't think that might attract more than to come out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Although you can join now until you're 50. So, you know. Uh, one of our listeners says, fair play to Mayo County Council. At least, at least they are listening uh, to our people. What about the hotel owners? I uh, wonder somebody else. They had to agree to all of this. I haven't heard from them. Ant in Wicklow says, third generation dozers also sit in their backsides, but that's somehow okay. I'd prefer an educated, enthusiastic and hardworking refugee to an unemployed Irish person any day. And Mark says, why, why, why have people not been in the streets demonstrating the lack of facilities for the last 15 years? What? Why does it get expressed in this xenophobic way? Will there not be a way of expressing the infrastructure problems separately from the need to take people in? Wonders, Mark. Anyway, Mark, thank you for the text. 87 Thank you to Mary McCarthy, columnist with the Irish Independent. Thanks for having me in. Ellen Butler, News Talk reporter. Thank you very much Thanks, as well. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.